in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that you are Come blessed by God. what you are about to hear or listen to. Can move. This is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the I want to talk about the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God. Amen. Now, Apostle gave us a definition for the kingdom of God, um, which was one that Miles Monroe gave, right? He says that the kingdom of God is the governing influence of God over creation, impacting it with his personal will, authority, counsel, purpose, intent, morals, and values to create a lifestyle and mindset in the citizens that reflects the desires and nature of himself. Hallelujah. I don't know if the media team can project it for us within this short period of time, but I want to talk about the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope you are all ready. Because I believe that we are all going to learn something new. Amen. Um, can we open to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Now it says that while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. Man. says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. Is everybody here? Yes, we are here. The we are things here which are not seen are eternal. Now, this scripture puzzles me a lot. Do you know why? It says that while we do not look at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen. Now you ask yourself, how can you look at something that cannot be seen? Hallelujah. Seeing that we are looking not at the things which can be seen, but at the things which what cannot be seen. Does it make logical sense? To look at something that cannot be seen. That's why I'm saying this evening, eyes will be opened. Eyes will be opened to see the realities of the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. It is because the things which are not seen are seen with special eyes. Hallelujah. Not special eyes. Special eyes. Right. The things which are not seen. And so, for the things that are not seen uh, to be looked at, it means that the things that are not seen are hidden. Hallelujah. The things that are not seen are what? Hidden. And so, for them to be seen, there must be an unveiling and an introduction of light. Right? That's why the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse I think uh, 16, 17, 18, it talks about the fact that, that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light. Mm. 
But, you know, before he talked about the fact that your eyes, the eyes of your heart be flooded with light, he talked about two things which are embodied in one spirit. He talked about the spirit of wisdom and of revelation. You see, in the kingdom of God, eh, there are things that are not seen. But to look at the things that are not seen, you need revelation. Yeah. And you need wisdom. Right? Revelation comes from the Greek word apocalypto. Right? Which means to uncover. Right? And wisdom means insight. Right? So wisdom introduces the light. Revelation uncovers the hidden thing. Oh, wow. 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 Hallelujah. See, the Bible says that the spirit searches the things of God. And this spirit that searches the things of God is because the things of God are hidden. They are not discernible by normal senses. Hallelujah. So we have come to a kingdom. It is an invisible kingdom. But it is very much real. And it is this kingdom that is eternal. Hallelujah. Amen. And it is Amen. this kingdom that Jesus Christ has been preaching about. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the first message Jesus preached, when you read Matthew chapter 4, after he came out of the, uh, the temptation, the wilderness, right? The first message he preached was, repent for what? The kingdom of God is at hand. Now, repent comes from the Greek word metanoia, which means do what? To change your mind. Do you know why you have to change your mind? Because your level of reasoning will not be able to capture the realities of the kingdom. In fact, the level of your reasoning will fight against things of the kingdom. Do you know why? Because the spirit of revelation bypasses your logic and your reasoning and enters the information into your spirit. And your spirit then tran translates that information into your mind and your soul and your intellect for you to understand. So when your intellect comes into the picture, it's, it becomes a block from receiving that light. True. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says that people have their understandings darkened through ignorance. And because of that, they are alienated from the light of God. Because light hasn't been introduced into their understanding. You see, darkness is upon the surface of the earth, right? And so when we reason according to the ways of the world, we have our minds already darkened. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm coming to introduce to you a kingdom. That cannot be seen, but that we can look at because it is very real. And it's because we have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. Amen. In John Amen. chapter 3 verse 3, it says that, you know, Jesus replied to Nicodemus saying that, you know, um, you have to be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. It is very strange, isn't it? I find it very strange. Because Nicodemus was at that point confused. And he asked, what does it mean to be born again? Right? Because in his mind, in fact, the first time my grandmother told me about be becoming born again, I was like, ah, so that means that human beings have second chance on this earth, right? So I can fool with this my life. And then I know that I'll go back into my mother's womb and be born again. And that one, I have to become a good boy. Hallelujah. I'm serious. I'm not even joking. I had very weird beliefs when I was a child. From believing that flies became mosquitoes in the night and also became flies during the daytime. And believing that women had the babies inside of them before they were born. So when they grow up and they get married, then the baby comes out. Mm, mm. Hallelujah. Deep, deep, deep. 
So it is this kind of confusion, right? Not confusion per se, but this kind of misperception that is parallel to the misperception that Nicodemus had about having to be physically born again. But in this case, Jesus Christ was talking about the regeneration of the human spirit that awakened it to the realities of the kingdom of God. Amen. Because Amen. if your spirit is not regenerated, you will not be awakened to the realities of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we, we live in a very strange kingdom. Amen. We live in a very strange, and there's a reason why I'm saying that we, we live in a very strange kingdom. It's because this kingdom is different from any other kingdom that we have seen in this world. Amen. It's very different. How? You see, when we are speaking in the, in the normal world that we are, we are in, when we are speaking, what do we use? We use grammar. We use what? Grammar sentences. Simple language, right? But in the kingdom of God, the speakings are in visions, are in dreams, are in typologies, are in signs, are in wonders. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the kingdom that we have come into. And that is why God is saying that we should not use our level of reasoning in this kingdom. Because the, this level of reasoning, in fact, will be a veil on our hearts and will blind us from the realities of the kingdom. Now, I'll give a very interesting example. And this thing struck me a lot, right? I'm going to talk about spiritual knowledge, right? It struck me a lot because I was, like, it struck me a lot, right? So a friend of mine shared a dream, right, on social media. And the dream was that she was, she was at a certain uh, function, right? And then she was supposed to choose between Banku and Okru. And Banku and Tilapia and Pepe. And then she was, she was, she was pondering, sir, because she likes Banku a lot. And then she decided that, okay, I'm going to choose Banku and Pepe. Yeah. And then she chose the Banku and Pepe. Yeah. Right? And then she, she said that when she chose the Banku and Pepe, she saw that there was some small Okru still on the Banku and Pepe and Tilapia. So she said that when she, from there, then she went to another place and she started adding, I think she added spring rolls, samosa, and some other things to the chew. And then when she was done, I think she ate it and she woke up. So then the final conclusion of the matter was just like, hey, so what did I eat last night? That, that caused, you know, this, this, this very weird dream to happen, right? But then as I saw the post, I felt something enter, it felt like something entered my stomach. Right? And that thing that, that feeling that entered my stomach, I was like, mm, you know, I don't know if you guys have experienced it before, but it's like something enters inside of you and then suddenly some insight just comes to you. Right? So I felt it. And when I felt it, it was the interpretation of the dream. So the dream had an interpretation, and it will amaze you. So the Banku and Okru and Banku and Tilapia and Pepe represented law and economics. Hey. And she was supposed to choose 
between law and economics. And she ended up choosing law. The reason why God gave her Banku was because it was because God had an agenda for her in policy making. So even though she was going to practice law, the bit of the okra soup that was on it was the fact that she was also there was also going to be some economic aspect of of the of the what's it called of the of the law that she was doing right. And then the dream didn't end there. It followed that the samosa and other things that she picked up was that God was showing her that he was going to expose her, take her to different countries and expose her to different perspectives. That will enrich in the call that he has called her to come to. But that was not all. The banku was local and it represented that God expected her to come back to come and work in Ghana because her assignment was in Ghana. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, now, this, now this dream, it was interesting because she said she had been praying to God to show her her future career, right? And she said that she had a dream two days ago that I interpreted her dream for her. So do you see something here? This, this is what I'm saying that the language of the kingdom is not normal. Hallelujah. It's it belongs to a certain reality that transcends what we can see, touch, hear, and smell. It transcends our intellect. I promise you no amount of intellectual effort could have interpreted this dream. True. Because how on earth does Banku and Okra and Banku and, uh, what's it called? Pepe and Tilapia represent law and economics. This can only be done by the Spirit of God. Do you see? The spirit that brings wisdom and revelation. And the spirit that reveals his kingdom to you. Hallelujah. So, now, Jesus talks about two things in John chapter 3. He talks about the seeing of the kingdom. And he talks about the entering into the kingdom. Hallelujah. So, we must understand that this kingdom that we are in, it is very real. But the way in which the kingdom communicates... Is different from the way we are accustomed to communication. Amen. Ah, uh, isn't it David who was just saying in Psalms that, Lord, Lord, why have you forsaken me? And little did he know that he was speaking in the first person of somebody who was going to come and die for us. Now, remember that I talked about the fact that, you see, the, the kingdom of God speaks in parallels and typologies, right? The kingdom of God speaks in parallels and typologies. Now, let me give an example of a parallel. Abraham is a very typical example of a parallel. So now God took him round and was showing him places. And he took him to Canaan. And in fact, Abraham pitched his tent in Canaan, right? And God showed him that this is the land that I'm going to give to your, your descendants. But when you read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, you see something very interesting, right? It says that, but by faith, Abraham, when he was called out to go to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and when he went out, not knowing where he was going, verse 9, by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, 
as in a foreign city, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise. Uh -huh. Next verse. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker was God. Look at it carefully. It says that he waited for the city, right, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. What does it tell us? It tells us that, you see, even though he saw that, yes, uh, you know, God was going to give the physical Canaan to his descendants, he also saw prophetically that this was the Canaan, the physical Canaan was a sign of a spiritual promised land who he was going to give to his spiritual descendants. Do you see? So when you read Hebrews chapter 11, it says that they saw the promise, but they weren't able to grasp it. Hallelujah. So it demanded a scene. So you see, some of the things that God does in our lives, eh, they are for signs prophetic signs of things that are to come, right? In fact, when we read John chapter 6, when Jesus shared the, uh, what's it called? The, the fish, the five loaves and the uh, two fish, right? As a miracle to them. It was a miracle, right? But then he was disappointed and he said that these people, they didn't come because of, uh, what's it called? They didn't come because of uh, the the whatever, but because of the bread that they wanted to eat. Now, Jesus was trying to say that, you see, the miracle that he did was for a sign. Was for what? A sign. But you see, it was indiscernible to them because it was a miracle. Right? So now, it makes me ponder on how many times God has brought us testimonies and breakthroughs. Right? And we celebrate and God is like, oh, darn it. These people have missed the point because I did this for a sign. Wow. Now, you see, the Bible does not only, the kingdom of God does not only communicate in signs. The kingdom also uses signs to communicate. What do I mean by this? In Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18, it says that I and my children are for signs and wonders. So that means that one thing that God has made you in the kingdom is for a sign and a wonder. A sign of a mystery that he wants to communicate. Wow. Right? A sign that is a sign of a certain wisdom that is hidden from the princes and principalities of this world. Now, we will come to the, the princes and principalities of this world. But I want you to understand that God has made you for a sign and a wonder to this world. So, that means that your life, right, is a prophetic speaking it's a prophetic communication of a dimension of God's glory and wisdom. That is why the Bible even said you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Not only because of how God physically crafted you, but how he marked out your life. How he forged your destiny. It's, it's for a speaking. Now when you read is it Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. It says something very interesting, right? It says that to the intent, now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in what? Heavenly places. Hallelujah. Now, so now we see something very interesting at play here, right? In the spiritual world, 
right? They are, there's not just, there, there are two kingdoms, of course. We have the kingdom of God and we have the kingdom of darkness, right? But there's something that is very interesting about these kingdoms. These kingdoms have what? Dominions. They have principalities. The, if you go to, is it Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, 16, it talks about the fact that, you know, uh, it talks about, it says, uh, whether thrones or dominions or powers, etc., etc. right? When we read, uh, is it Ephesians chapter 6, talking about the fact that we do not wrestle against what flesh and blood, but we wrestle against what principalities, powers, rulers of darkness and things. So that in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of darkness, there are thrones, there are dominions, there are powers. Simple put, there are rulers that rule over territories. Amen. I hope everybody is understanding me. Because I am speaking of something that we are not familiar with. But something that is so real that God wants us to see. As part of the fact that we are being born again. That is why God hates the canal minded. Because the carnal minded are blinded from the realities of God. Amen. So, we see, you know, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Right? So, there's a certain wisdom that God wants us to communicate to these people. And because of that, he has marked us personally out for what for signs and for what wonders, wonders. hallelujah Amen. so that means that in the kingdom of god it is not grammar hallelujah although sometimes god will use grammar to communicate typically god communicates in other mediums and in other channels that we are not familiar with right but that he has given us a spirit to be able to discern Right In Matthew chapter 13, it talks about the fact that it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Mysteries. Why? Because mysteries are covered. Hallelujah. Amen. Mysteries are covered. And so, we need this spirit of wisdom and revelation as said in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17. Sorry, 1 verse 17. To be able to uncover these mysteries that God has hidden from the principalities and the powers of this world. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, I'm here to tell you that there's a reality beyond our five senses. Yeah. There, is, there are things that are real, but we cannot see. There's a communication that God communicates with us, but we need his spirit to be able to discern. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And it is important for us to be able to discern, to develop this discernment, to be able to grasp the realities that are beyond our senses. That is why it is said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, that we do not walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Why? Because faith is a lens which we use to view the realities that cannot be seen. Hallelujah. When we read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, what does it say? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. It says that by faith we understand, right? So that means faith produces what? Understanding. 
Hallelujah. Faith produces understanding. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, such that the things which are words seen were made from the things which are not words. Hallelujah. We see another see and unseen here. And the way you were able to discern and understand between the seen and unseen was through the eyes of what? Faith. Hallelujah. So faith is a lens in which we view the realities of the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says that for without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why can't you please? Because you can't see what God is doing in the first place. Hallelujah. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is. And he is the rewarder of those that would diligently seek him. So today, I introduce to you a kingdom. Now, the reason why I gave the dream as an example, I I gave the story about the dream, was because this is how kingdom language is sometimes spoken. It's spoken in dreams, it's spoken in mysteries, it's spoken in hard riddles. And we see that in the Bible, even in Daniel, right? Where Daniel interpreted the dream of King Nebuchadnezzar, right? About the iron, about the, the, the statue that was standing with a head gold, chest, a silver, brass, and iron mixed with clay, right? Where he interpreted it. Hallelujah. It was something that nobody could interpret, but it was a language that heaven was speaking. Or when we read Genesis, when Joseph interpreted the dream of Pharaoh, right? It was a language that heaven was speaking. And you needed wisdom and revelation to be able to uncover that language that heaven was speaking. Amen. Amen. So there is a mystery concerning your life. And there are mysteries concerning things that the the Lord wants you to know. But you need the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be able to understand these things. Or else you will walk very blind on this earth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you get me so far? Hallelujah. So it is very important. Um. I remember one of the teaching services, um, Reverend Robin spoke about um, the dreams that Jacob had, right? And I realized that, wow, this is very, very interesting. So you remember that Jacob had like two dreams, right? The dream where you had, uh, was it 11 or 10 straws that were bowing to his own, right? The, Joseph, sorry, did I see, who did I see? Sorry, I meant Joseph, right? And they were what? They were wheat, right? Uh, what's it called? Is it? Like, yeah, they were barley, barley's of wheat, right? That were bowing down to him, right? And in the other dream was the sun, the moon, and the stars that were doing what? I find this thing very mysterious and interesting. I can picture the, the barley of wheat bowing. But I cannot picture the stars bowing. Has anybody seen stars bowing before? How will it look like? <laughs> because the way, you know, stars are, you know, according to what the scientists say, they are, they are a whole ball of gas, right? 
ball of gas that are sustained by uh, nuclear fission or whatever. Fusion, right? But... And, and, and stars do not have a very definite form. So if they do not have a definite form, how were they able to bow down? You know, that's a mystery. But the very interesting thing about the dreams was, according to when, I, when Reverend Robin was preaching, was that, you see, one would easily limit the dream to think that God was speaking about his brothers and then his brothers and his parents, mm -hmm. right? Because of the, the introduction of the sun and the moon. And because the Bible highlighted about the fact that, uh, you know, Joseph's father pondered on these things. But there's something interesting about it. See what Joseph ended up becoming. Joseph ended up becoming a governor of Egypt, right? And there came a time when there was famine. And because of that, he was in charge of what? Storing grain. So that dream that he had was a sign of his wow. destiny. Are you guys catching it? It was a sign of his destiny. So the grains, the valley of wheat bowing down to him meant that he was going to command food. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Now the sun, the moon, and the stars represent times and seasons. And he was able, and they bowed down to him. So he was able to discern the times and the seasons where the famine was going to come. So it was a sign of the destiny that God had for Joseph. Hallelujah. You see how heavenly language speaks. He can speak one thing, eh, but that thing has multiplication of interpretations. Hallelujah. And that is why God said that I will give Abraham a seed. And the seed was only one because it was Isaac, right? But that seed was also Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So you see how heaven speaks. Heaven can bring one thing eh, and it can have multiple meanings. Hallelujah. You see how, so this is the kingdom that we have come into. So we cannot use our logic and our intellect to try to analyze and try to decipher what the Lord is saying because you miss it, you'll be blind. You see why God was saying that people were blind? Yeah. Right? Because the language which heaven is speaking mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is different from the language that we are accustomed to. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Even the tongues that we speak, the Bible says that what? When a man speaketh in unknown tongues, it's what? He speaketh mysteries unto God. Because the mind is what? Unfruitful. The mind becomes very unfruitful. Hallelujah. But he what? He speaketh mysteries. I know it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Right? So we have come to a kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is the kingdom of God. Now, because of this, we cannot not be spiritual. Hallelujah. Amen. We cannot be carnally minded. Hallelujah. Amen. We have to what? Be spiritually minded. We have to walk in the spirit because the things of the spirit are spiritually discerned. They are not carnally discerned. Amen. So that when God is speaking in a certain way, 
we'll be able to grasp it. Uh, in fact, when you look at the Pharisees, the Pharisees are a very good example of, you know, they were like, we, we talk about the Pharisees a lot in church, right? And it's very interesting. Now, let's take a very good look at the Pharisees, right? Now, the Pharisees were people, in order to become a Pharisee in the first place, eh, you should have chewed the whole of the Torah. You should know it offhand. You understand? No, how many of us know the Bible cover to cover? Raise up your hand. Hallelujah. Amen. But you have to chew, you have, you have to know the thing. With Dine Baba, like it's part of you. Wow. Amen. Praise the Lord. And another thing too is sanctification. Let me put sanctification in quotes. Right? Sanctification. They have to set themselves apart such that even the garment that they wore was unique. And they separated themselves from everybody. Right? So these were your like archetypal religious people. Right, but Jesus complained a lot about how they missed it. Why? Because the kingdom of God is not altogether intellectual, it is very, very spiritually descend. And so, when you intellectually descend the things of the kingdom, eh, in fact, you can be in so much error that you will actively fight against the things of God. I'll give you an example Saul was a perfect example. Because he was not spiritually discerned about the things of the kingdom, he started persecuting Christians. Right? Jesus complained about the Pharisees, I think it was in Matthew chapter 23. And he says that you people, when you convert somebody, you make them more candidates of hell than they were before. This was what Jesus said. Because they weren't spiritually discerned. Amen. Amen. Because they were using their intellect and their understanding, and their wisdom to analyze the things of God. Amen. Amen. So, in fact, they knew that the Messiah was coming, right? They knew that the Messiah was coming, and they had, you know, they, they had, you know, they, they knew the, what the prophets said, all the prophecies about the Messiah. They knew everything, you know, all the things. But when the Messiah came, they missed it. Is the same way. Is <laughs> the same way we can miss a lot of prophetic signs and prophetic times and seasons in our lives if we are not spiritually descend. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I keep saying that we have come to a kingdom. We have come. The Bible says um, we have come onto Mount Zion, right? The city of the living God, you know, the company of innumerable angels, yada, 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 right? But, but you see, we have come onto a spiritual place, right? Now, it is very interesting that the Bible says that we have come onto Mount Zion because physically we are here on earth, right? So, if we are on earth, how are we in Mount Zion? You see, and that brings me to what I was talking about concerning parallels, right? Or what I, I may also term as duplicity, right? In the sense that you can be here on earth and you can be in heaven at the same time. Mm. You know, when you read First mm. Kings chapter 18, verse 15, Elijah said, the Lord... 
the, as the Lord of hosts lives, before whom I stand. Hallelujah. Amen. Meanwhile, to where he was speaking, I think he was speaking to a king. Right? He was standing, he was standing, speaking, and he was saying, the Lord before whom I what? I stand. And in Psalm 23, it says that what? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord, what? Forever and ever. When you read Genesis chapter 24, verse 20, Abraham said the same thing when he was blessing his son. He said that the Lord's presence in, in whom I have daily lived. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, Though we are walking on... No wonder the Bible can say that we are, sit, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Because we are in the kingdom of God. We are people who can multiply ourselves. Wow. Right? So while we are here on earth, yeah. we are in heaven. Glory. Right? That's why Jesus said in John chapter 5 that I do not... I do not do anything unless I see what my father is doing. But to, able, to be able to see what his father is doing, what must he have done? He must have been the presence of God. He must have been in the presence of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. To be able to see what his father is doing. True. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So do you see, this is the kingdom that God has called us into. Right, And I want to speak about wisdom. You see, because wisdom is a very crucial element. Wisdom and keys. right? And that is why we read the parables. And that is why this month is a month of parables. Amen. Can we give it up to the Lord? This month is a month of parables. Because, you see, when Jesus was, when the disciples asked why Jesus spoke in parables, Jesus simply said that because... It has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So that means that, par you see, uh -huh, parables are parallels. You understand? Because it is a physical story. At the same time, it is a divine explanation or a divine mystery. You see how the kingdom speaks. So the kingdom can be speaking in a way, right? But it has multiple interpretations. But it is only our spirit that will be able to grasp this and be able to be in tune and understand. Or else we will always miss it. Right? A man of God said, theology is not God. You can have different exegetical positions and miss the revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have come. To a kingdom. Can somebody say we have come to a kingdom? We have come to a kingdom. We have come to a kingdom. We have come to a kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus said that it has been given to you to know what the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And Jesus hid these mysteries inside what? The parables. Meaning that no wonder the parables is, is a story that speaks of the kingdom of God. No wonder Jesus was like, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like kingdom of God is like uh, five foolish virgins and five wise virgins. The kingdom of God is like you know, Hallelujah. And so one thing I was talking about is wisdom, right? Now wisdom is a quality that gives us in insight into an aspect of the nature of reality. It's a quality that gives us insight into an aspect of the nature of reality. 
where reality here encompasses the spiritual and the physical. Hallelujah. So, in fact, kingdoms and these thrones and these powers that I talked about initially operate on a certain wisdom that they carry. Hallelujah. And because of this insight that they have into the nature of reality, they have the ability to manipulate certain things. Hallelujah. Now, God wants to give us his wisdom, which is superior to all the wisdom in the world. Hallelujah. He wants to give us wisdom concerning every aspect of our lives. And this wisdom is hidden in his word. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you an example of my personal experience, right? So I was, I was praying, and this happened when, just, just like last week, I was praying around 5 a.m., right? I was praying, right? While I was praying, because it was 5 a.m., I was a bit, you know, like I just sort of woken up from bed. And so I was just, and all of a sudden, an idea popped into my mind. It was an engineering idea. It was an engineering idea about how to solve the problem of illegal connection. But you see, but you see it didn't just come like that. I mean, I think I shared it on my social media. But what I didn't share was that it didn't just come like that. How did it come? John chapter 15 says that I am the true vine and ye are the branches. And anybody who bears fruit, you know, anybody who bears fruit, he shall be pruned. But anybody who does not bear fruit will be cut off. And this was the wisdom that embedded the solution for illegal connections in Ghana. Do you see? So the wisdom of your life the wisdom concerning your calling and your destiny lies in the word of God. And it is not surprising that I had a certain dream last two years. I remember the dream very well. I was programming, right? And then, like, we were using a certain search algorithm. Now, an algorithm is like a system of logic that allows you to solve a problem, right? Now, while, I, while we're going through it, then somebody recommended, okay, these are the superior search algorithms. So see if you'll be able to apply it. And I said no. And I opened my Bible. And I started looking for the best search algorithm. And I got the best search algorithm. Hallelujah. You see how the kingdom of God is. So the mystery concerning your life is hidden in his word. But you need the spirit of wisdom and what? Revelation to be able to uncover these things. Hallelujah. This is the kingdom which we have come to. That's why God, Jesus said we are the light of the world. Now, you see, I said that wisdom is an insight into a certain aspect of the nature of reality. It's because, you know, in the olden days, there was no word such as science. Science is actually a recent word, probably coined in the 16th and 17th century. Right? It's a very recent word. In those days, it was wisdom. So they called astrologers wise men. They called the magi, that is magicians, they called them wise men. Why? Because they had an insight into a certain aspect of the nature of reality. And because of that, they were able to what, manipulate these things. So that is what science is. It's just an insight into a certain physical aspect of reality. 
right? And because the manifold wisdom of God is embedded in him, right? There's an aspect of the knowledge of science that is embedded in the word of God. Right? And that gives us a certain superior wisdom over the world. Hallelujah. I want to bring this practical so that you understand that no, you know, it's not just something that is in the Bible, but it is something that is perfectly relatable. Amen. I'll give an example. Now, this wasn't even the wisdom of God. It was the wisdom of a certain being. Right? There's a, there's a great mathematician called Ramanujan. I know some of you know him, right? Now, this guy is, is known as one of the greatest mathematicians that has ever lived, right? Second place to one mathematician called Euclid, right? I don't know if you've heard of Euclid, but... We, we don't know that one. Okay, right? But Euclid was a very great mathematician. Now, Ramanujan's equations was even used for certain aspects of computer science and even solving the equations of black holes, right? But there was something interesting about Ramanujan. Nobody taught him math. He taught himself math. But it is very oversimplistic to say he taught himself math. In fact, this was the story according to him. He said that his goddess taught him the math. That he would go into a temple... When he was, since he was a kid, he would go into a temple and he says he would fall into a trance. And the goddess would start explaining the, mathemat the mathematical equations and things to him. The people, people are still studying his math today. In fact, when he, when he brought it out, many mathematicians were very unfamiliar with it because it was novel to them. Right? And in fact, they were, they were looking through his books and they realized that some of the things that he had even casually written were newly developed theories altogether. This was the wisdom of somebody who consulted a goddess. How much more the wisdom that you have access to when you have contact with the spirit of God. You see, so that's why when God is saying that to reveal the manifold wisdom of God, right, to the principalities of powers, it's not theory he's talking. It is very practical. Hallelujah. You can be there and an angel will bring you a scroll. And the scroll will be everything that you need to know and understand about a certain call or assignment that God wants you to do. And that is why you see KCF, we are about what? Revealing what? The kingdom of God. So this is the kingdom that you have come to. That gives you access. That gives you access to a certain aspect of the... In fact, it doesn't give you just a certain aspect. It gives you access to manifold aspects of the nature of reality. Hallelujah. How many of you are understanding me? So this is the kingdom that we have come to. Therefore, as such a time as this, as such a time as this, we must seek the Lord and we must seek his kingdom. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. We must seek the Lord and we must seek his kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. No wonder the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things shall be added unto you. No wonder in Daniel chapter 11 verse 32a it says that they who know their God will be strong and do what? Great. It didn't even say exploit. It says great exploit. Because, you see, the knowledge of God, 
It's no wonder the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, verse 23, that if anyone should boast, he shouldn't boast in what? In riches or in might or in wisdom. In fact, it follows that wisdom is the first, might is the second, riches is the third. These three elements are what will make you great, great on this earth. If you have riches, if you have wisdom, if you have might, you become very great on this earth. But God said, don't boast about these things. Boast about the fact that you know and understand him. Because when you know and understand God, it gives you a superior advantage over those who have might, who have wisdom, who have riches. Because when you have God, you have everything. Hallelujah. So this is the kingdom that you have come to. So some of you, God has been speaking to you. But you, you just can't seem to catch it. Sometimes he speaks. You see, the speakings of God can be very strange. Right? I remember one time back in Ashesi, right? I, I woke up from bed. I just woke up from bed and said, it is time. That's all. That, that's all. I, I just woke up. Like, I just, like, when I say I woke up, like, I was lying down, right? I just woke up. It is time. And then when I said it is time, I knew what I was supposed to do. I immediately knew what I was supposed to do. So then I gathered three very beautiful girls and I started doing Bible studies with them. Right. Oh, is that why you guys, your mind? No, my mind is on the fact that, you know, like I just woke up and it was like, it is time. Right. So you can see that, you see, the way God speaks to us, eh, it is not one way. It is not two way. In fact, it is, God can choose to speak in any way, right? But it demands, the Bible even says that day on day uttereth speech, right? Uh, when we read, is it Psalm 19 verse 2, right? So there, there is a speaking of the time since, you see, that's what I was saying, the parallels, Right? So, the sun and the moon and the stars and the day, the day is rising, the day is falling. But there's a certain language that the day is speaking. There's a certain language that sometimes God can use the day to communicate to you. Hallelujah. 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 In fact, the sons of Issachar, right, they, they would look at the stars Right? And God will use that to reveal to them the times and seasons that they were in. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is the kingdom that we have come to. A kingdom that speaks a very strange and different language from what we speak. And a kingdom in which is embedded wisdom that it is not discernible to the normal senses. Amen. In fact, the strange thing that many people don't realize is that you see we also have the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of darkness are also speaking to people True. hallelujah Amen. they are speak they are strange beings that are also speaking to people speaking to people in dreams speaking to people in trances i, I was reading about this writer and this writer said that was it jk rollins or so it's like whenever she's writing it's like she'll fall into a trance and she'll be writing. Right. So there's a certain wisdom that they too, they are speaking. So that they can manipulate things on this earth and gain dominion. But remember that God said, God has given us a dominion mandate. 
And in order to fulfill this dominion mandate, number one, we must be able to see and enter the kingdom of God. It must be able to understand God's speakings. It must be able to access the wisdom which he has hidden from the princes and principalities of this world. Hallelujah. And these things will be accessed by wisdom and revelation and will be accessed by gaining insight into who God is and understanding him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is the message that I wanted to share. Very brief. Now I want us to rise up. We are going to go into a time of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed? How many of you have been blessed? So please, in this time and in this season, get to know how God is communicating with you. Amen. Get to understand the speakings of God. Get to understand the nature of his kingdom. Get to understand the lifestyle that he has called us into. Get to understand the mindset of the king. Amen. Thank you for listening. We are praying in the name of This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed. My God. Heals me.